0: Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. All good things come to those who wait. Many moons ago, Lindsay and I were going to go ahead and podcast and the stars didn't align. Many of you have heard me say this on this podcast, nothing ever happens on our timeline. And sometimes that's for the best reasons. And so Lindsay today is our guest. I'm super excited. I am a big fan of who she is and what she is. And I'm going to let her introduce herself by really giving you guys a backstory because it's very fascinating to me where Lindsay started and where Lindsay is now. It's a beautiful journey. But anyway, so before, before I ask Lindsay, tell me your story. So here's a couple of things we're going to talk about. We're really going to be talking about fractional coaching and life planning today. Now, there's going to be some of you right now who turn this episode off. Great, super, whatever. But for those of you who really want to find out more about what your clients actually want in their relationship with the financial services professional, you have to stay tuned. And that is all of the preview I'm going to give you for this, because this conversation needs to be organic so that you can understand Lindsay's process. So, Lindsay, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Matt. I'm so happy to be here.
0: All right. So here's the deal. I want everybody to hear your backstory and your journey from, and you just said this before we hit record, we are always talking, everybody knows that, and, she, and you said, Lindsay 22 years ago, right, compared to Lindsay today, so let's walk through that journey.
1: It's a wild ride, but at the same time, it's so interesting. I've stayed true to certain areas that I'm fascinated by throughout the entire journey, So I'll take you all the way back to the beginning. I started in the financial services industry 22 years ago as a teller inside of a bank. And then I also internshiped in the operations department. And then as soon as I got out of college, I became a financial representative. And that very quickly for me, it was this light bulb moment. I found myself sitting inside of the office, talking to all of my colleagues and asking them like, what are you doing? How are you approaching your clients? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? And the light bulb went off and I was like, holy moly, I am not a financial representative. I'm a business coach and consultant for financial advisors, right? At the time, financial representative, I was inside of an insurance company. So I wasn't actually an advisor. I was a rep. But I found that I just turned on and lit up when I started talking about how to run businesses more effectively and more efficiently. So I'm very grateful that I found that calling early and continued to cultivate my career. So I went over to LPL. I was a coaching consultant there working with some of the largest firms that were affiliated trying to attract additional advisors and helping them figure out how to be better at running the business. I went to TD Ameritrade where I actually did bump into your partner, Kirk, and he asked me at one point in time to do a, a show with him, record an episode. And at the time, I just wasn't able to because I was inside of this corporate confine, right? And so I was working as a coaching consultant for them for a while. And then towards the end of my career at TD Ameritrade, I started having these conversations with advisors about how to expand their service offering thinking about their niche clients and who it is that they wanted to be working with. And I started delving deeper into more of that multifamily office thought process space, not necessarily true multifamily offices, but thinking about your client from that perspective of what are the ancillary services that can really help enrich this client's life. And so After TD Ameritrade, I was going to launch out and do my business, but I found an opportunity to join Janice Henderson, where I delved deeper into this idea of how do you reach your peak performance as a human by tapping into your emotional energy, your physical energy, your mental energy, and then your spiritual energy. And that's where I really started to light up. So Here I am today. I now run, I'm the founder of Our Coaching Initiative, which is a fractional life coaching firm that advisors can bring into their business to offer out to their clients. And it really does stem from this idea that if we can live a more enriched life by looking at the whole human, then we can really help people become wealthy.
0: Let's, uh, we're gonna unpack that. we are probably spend the rest of their time on that one statement, Lindsay. I think a lot of advisors think they do this already. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> some of them. Do they? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there are firms that are out there that are already doing this, right? Ones that every single time I talk to an advisor, the first thing that comes out of their mouth as they're describing their business and who it is that they work with and how they're different. They're like, you know what? I really listen to my clients. I really ask powerful questions and I care in a deeper way than any other firm that's out there. And the reality of the situation is everybody says that, right? Everybody says that. Everybody, right? You're in this sea of sameness. And so I think that there are some firms that are truly being different and asking better and deeper questions and going more in the direction of life planning and deepening how they are working with their clients. But for a lot of you, you haven't yet scratched the surface. There are so many ways that you can be supporting your client that are going to enrich their lives in an even more meaningful way i think the core thing that's happening though is that there aren't enough firms that have truly defined a niche market so they're trying to be everything to everyone and because they don't have that focus they can
0: only go so deep i just said lauren hung on the podcast a little while ago and she was talking about brand personality and when our listeners right now are thinking, oh my God, I totally say that's what makes me unique and different. And and I think that philosophically, that's a wonderful step in the right direction. They're not trained unless they've gone through advanced training, unless they're they went through George Kinder's training, or I know there's a lot of other programs out there now. When I got into it, George was like the you know, he's still the godfather of all of that, really grandfather. Yeah, amazing program. And I remember even going through Kinder's program and thinking to myself, wow, there's a lot of people around here who are learning stuff they're not qualified to deal with. One of my favorite stories that I love to tell Lindsay about when I used to speak all the time is I used to do a lot of training on communications because my background is a therapist and things like that. It was just natural, right? And one of the questions I used to ask the audience was, how many of you have had clients cry when you're in a meeting and everybody raised their hand? I said, how many of you are comfortable with that? Three hands are up. And then I would ask the follow-up question, why are you comfortable with it? And every one of them, Lindsay, every one of them said that they went through advanced training on how to deal with real emotions with their clients. Okay, so let's break down life planning a little bit too. I want to make sure that everybody really understands what you do. Life planning, by definition, is what? So I look
1: at this both as like life planning, but also life coaching. And so- I think that there is a true integration there. Life planning to me is when you are sitting down and understanding where people want to go in the future, but then walking them back and coming to this true roadmap of how they're going to get there. And that might include what they're going to do with their career, whether or not they're going to make massive leaps and open their own business, if they're going to make moves across the country. It not only helps them from the financial side, but from the emotional side where they can start to understand how can I support this person as they're going through this transition? How can I support them when they are the majority of the work that we do is it all goes down to what are the thoughts that people are thinking Those thoughts then create our emotions, drive our actions, and our actions get our results. And so when you're thinking about making any change in your life, making a massive decision, you're going to have thoughts about it. And those thoughts are going to drive whether or not you get your desired results. So I think so often, we're only looking at the results and the actions you're supposed to take in order to get those results. And the reality is, if you take action, You can take the same action, but when it's coming from different emotions, like one action could be coming from a place of fear. The other could be coming from a place of confidence, same action. You're going to get totally different results. And this idea of life planning and coaching is how do you help the person to visualize what it is that they want to create without any of your input? You're there to hold space for the individual as they are coming up with their own solutions. And so often, what I see is advisors are really experts in what they do. And if I look at the difference between coaching and consulting, financial advising is really consulting. Coaching is where you hold space for somebody because they are the expert in who they are. And you are not imparting any of your wisdom, you are there to hold a container for them as they process through and figure it out on their own. So that's the difference.
0: We're we're going to, we're going to, you just opened a can of worms that we're going to talk about when it comes to therapy in just a minute, but I, I want to share another quick story here. So when I was a coach and I had my own firm, this was many moons ago. And I offered what kind of what you're talking about with the space holding to a couple of my bigger clients. And a couple of them took me up on it. And one was outside of Chicago and it was the matriarch and the patriarch and then the kids and then the grandkids were all in a room and grandma and grandpa were in the process of selling the business. And that's why. So this client that I had was an attorney, a CPA and a CEO. This guy, way too smart. He knew that he needed to have this multi-generational conversation. And I went in with a for a three hour afternoon with three questions. And my first question was, and you're talking about holding space, What do you want your family to know about your journey? Now, there's a lot of really powerful things in that question. Number one, it's very open-ended. I'm not being any direction. I'm not directing. I'm not trying to lead them anywhere. I'm opening that space. And Lindsay, I love that you said that because most advisors listen to respond. They don't listen to listen. And real coaches listen to listen and wait to see where they end up and then ask the next question. I got to two of the three questions, Lindsay, in three hours, and there were more tears. And and so I want to. I'm telling that story for two reasons. Number one, because I I love what you do and I support what you do, and I want so many people to hire you because I think it's such a wonderful service. But the other thing is the reality is. So we did that on a Friday afternoon. Monday morning, the kids who had who were about to inherit this business dropped off a check for eight hundred thousand dollars to the advisor because they said, you get it. Like, this is what we've been looking for. And I can't thank you enough for allowing my mom to tell those stories and my dad to tell those stories. This is wildly lucrative, but more important, it's the right thing. Okay. So now one of the other things that you said, I want to make sure that we're very clear here because the the difference is in coaching, we're looking from today forward and in therapy, we're looking behind. So Talk a little bit about that, please.
1: A big, there's a huge difference there. And I think that both have space inside of your practice. You had Ashley Kwame on talking about financial therapy. Holy moly, what she is doing and what she's bringing to the table for advisors to tap into is everything. And I think there's a need for therapy. There's a need for coaching. People who are getting therapy Can also get coaching at the same time. But you also want to know that you're using the right tool for the right situation. So when I think about therapy, I think about going back and understanding the root of why things are happening for you. If there's any trauma, if there's any sort of mental illness, if there's anything that you need to work through from a clinical sense, you want to be leveraging therapy. When you think about coaching, what you want to be thinking about is really people who are in a good place, right? They're in a good place. They're not working through actively some of that trauma and really haven't processed enough of it yet in order to move forward. They're somebody who's in a good place and they are now looking to maximize what they create for themselves in the future. They're ready to do the work. I will say one of the things that I see when I'm getting brought into situations with advisors clients is sometimes your clients don't know that you see things for them that are going on. And when I get the introduction, it's always important for you to have had a conversation already with your client to be like, Hey, we've got a coach that you can work with to start moving in a direction that I think would be beneficial would you be interested in having that opportunity? But I think it's super important to know, again, what's going on for the client and when is the right time to bring in somebody else who has expertise
0: that maybe you don't have on your bench. Hey, it's Matt jumping in for just a second. If you're an advisor, you work in the expertise economy where influence is like oxygen. Influence is how you prove your expertise so more people want to work with you without you having to convince them. To find out how much influence you have right now, take our free five-minute test and get your influence scorecard. Just go to proudmouth.com to start. Most of the time when you're working with a financial advisor, you're in the States, it seems, is that people are getting close to retirement. And people don't understand the massive existential crisis that happens with people when they got their last paycheck that they're ever going to get. And as a, a friend of mine's podcast is called Every Day is Saturday, right? Oh my God. So bringing in a professional to have real conversations with people makes a big difference. Now, Lindsay, there, I can't, if any advisor's been to any conference within the last probably five years, right? Th- there are some very glaring statistics of what people truly want from advisors. Why do you think that they're still so darn resistant to opening this door and bring somebody like you in?
1: Yeah, gosh, I love that fidelity study with the value stack. It's just, it is, if you're not looking at that and and thinking, how do I need to change what we are currently doing in order to capture this next generation? Over two thirds of millennials and Gen Z are looking for that top of the stack that for you to help them with coming up with ways to enrich their lives and seek fulfillment. And so there's that. What I see for a lot of firms is they aren't feeling the pain yet, right? They're not, it's not near enough for them to think that they have to care about this. They're focused so solely on their boomer clients. And their boomers aren't necessarily aware of all of these new opportunities. But guess what? The next generation is. And so those numbers are out there. You've got the 16, what is it? 16 trillion that's going to be moving over the next decade. This is happening. <laughs> this is happening. It's time for you to open your eyes and recognize that it's time to reskill. If we start talking about things like AI, right? Everybody says the same thing AI is not coming for your job. Somebody with AI is coming for your job. It's the people that are willing to reskill. I don't even think it's about AI, right? It's about needing to potentially reskill both yourself and your team to work with your clients in a way that they are hungry for, but your business isn't yet built for. And so that's scary right if we just break this down to the really core of what i do again i look at people's thoughts and how their thoughts create their feelings matt when you feel overwhelmed what do you do what actions do you take when you're overwhelmed
0: now i am not normal which you know <laughs> i shut
1: down no yeah, yeah right. so you are normal <laughs> We all shut down. Oh, that's recorded. I'm so glad you said that. It's like You heard it here first, folks. Matt is normal. (laughs) When he is overwhelmed, he shuts down. So does everybody else. And when you shut down, you don't end up getting the results that you're looking for. I think that there are these tiny sentences in our brain, things like, I don't know. Is this going to work? This is going to take a lot of time. I have too much already on my plate. Those are all tiny sentences that cause you to experience big emotions that then have you either taking action or not taking action. And that's what it really boils down to. And I think that there are certain people that have become true observers of their minds and they are able to catch those little sentences, right? Because We have over 60,000 thoughts every single day. 70 to 80% of those are negative. And so they're going to show up because you've gotten good at thinking them. So if we can expect that they're going to show up, then when they do show up, we can ask them, do I actually want to believe you? And then we can start moving ourselves into this place of action where we can do things that previously we said were going to be too hard.
0: I was just at the Carson Excel meeting and- Hanging out know, with Bert White, I, know, yeah, I saw.
1: I don't know how I don't know how the room was able to contain the two of you.
0: I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I thought I was a ball of energy. He is on a different level. And the pink tuxedo was awesome.
1: I, I used, used to work with him at LPL. And so I know that energy. It's so, great.
0: So, so on the main stage, they brought in these PhD MDs. They were neuroscientists, right? And one of the things that they had said was, we have a very old brain. And if you think about that, those thousands, tens of thousands of thoughts you have every day, and most of them are negative, it's because we're still hardwired unless we actively try to change that wiring to always, we got to get food, don't die. <laughs> right? Honestly, it really is that simple. When you really focus on helping people change their patterns of thinking, which I know is one of the things that you really focus on, it's really important. Now, before we leave, I have to ask you this because we run into this all the time at Proudmouth. In fact, we've created an entirely new product because of this, which I'm not going to talk about right now, but that, that there are advisors who just want help and then they want to do it themselves because they haven't really grasped the idea that they shouldn't be doing all of these things. And so, Lindsay, I if I was an advisor, I would immediately hire you, right? Because I know this is your expertise, this is who you are, and this is what you do. This is part of the, the Lindsay essence, right? So, how does an advisor make that decision? When should they learn it themselves? And, and when should they bring in a professional you?
1: I think it really comes down to what do you desire doing? Part of our offering is more of a consulting arm for firms that are looking to do it themselves and trying to find their human first firm that they love. So we have a 12-week program that firms can go through as they're developing it for themselves. But the first thing that I ask them is, what do you want to be in the business of? Where do you want to spend your time and your energy? What excites you about this idea of creating something? Or do you want to keep things somewhat unchanged? You're going to have to change. If you want to survive, you will always have to change. But do you want to continue to focus on the things that you are currently focusing on and then bring in a partner that can get to know your business And understand your client and really be a partner in this process and stand alongside of you. So I think that's the first litmus test of whether or not you should start your own thing. But there are so many resources available out there to you. I think, again, managing your own mind. I used to joke when I was primarily doing consulting, my clients would think that I was a genius. And it wasn't because I actually knew all the answers. It's because I knew how to find the answers. Right. And it usually came down to the fact that they would ask me something and I'd be like, gosh, I don't know the answer to that. I'm going to go to this magical tool called Google and I'm going to type it in and I'm going to get a response. Sometimes there are even pretty pictures and videos that explain it. And then I'm going to come back to my clients and I'm going to type something up and be like, here's what you were looking for. If you are willing to be curious. You can figure this thing out, but you got to want to be curious.
0: One of the things that I have found, in fact, I just had this amazing conversation with this guy who just created AI compliance for client communication, trading and marketing. So him and I were talking and after he had thoroughly convinced me that he built something pretty freaking groundbreaking, I started asking him some questions and he stopped me after my second or third question. He said, you ask really good questions. And I said, my under my undergraduate's actually in philosophy. And then I was a life coach, and life coach is all about asking questions. And so is being a therapist. And I said, by the way, what I've noticed is because I have this background in like logic and philosophy, from an AI perspective, I, I'm really good at prompting. And, and Lindsay, that's exactly what you that's one of your skills. So that's something that you've always probably had inside that now it's just has blossomed and become this amazing business and offering for financial services professionals. Because a lot of people don't know how to ask the right questions. That is a perfect example of, I used to say that all the time as a consultant, I was like, damn, why don't you just Google this? What the hell? And, but their Google foo was terrible, right? Because they didn't even know how to ask the right question. So that leads me to my final question, which is what should I have asked you that I didn't?
1: I would say, tell me about what you're talking to advisors about in terms of AI. So I actually just came back from Future Proof where I had the opportunity to do a presentation on the human first application, an intersection of coaching and the leader of the future. And when I think about the opportunity that's at everybody's fingertips right now, as it pertains to figuring out who your ideal client is, what services they need, how you can be a better leader. How you can have difficult conversations with team members that maybe you have been afraid to approach, how to ask your clients better questions, right? You've got a tool standing by you with 160 IQ that can be like, here you go. And you can role play. And so it's not just for building your marketing funnel and creating really interesting things for Instagram and social media, which it's great for. You've got a resource to help you become more curious. Danny Fava at InvestNet, I just think is such an amazing human. And she put out the other day that she said something about if you're thinking that AI is giving sixth grade responses or is writing at a sixth grade level, it's because you're asking it sixth grade level type questions. And so when you think about AI, it's going to tell you pretty quickly if you're not being Descriptive enough. And what I think is super interesting here, especially for leaders of firms, right? There's that dynamic between you and your team. And if you haven't communicated appropriately to your team, that's where we see all of these issues inside of organizations. And so if you can't communicate clearly enough to AI to get it to do something really cool for you, imagine how you're communicating with your team and why maybe you're not getting the results that you're looking for.
0: I remember hearing NPR many moons ago talk about Google, how Google is going to change the world with their algorithm. AI is just another algorithm, right? And, but no matter how tech savvy you are, early adopter you are, things are changing. And part of what's changing is what your clients and what your clients' kids want are also changing. And part of what they want is a confidant, a person that's going to help them live the life that they've worked hard to achieve, just is not your job as the advisor. You need to stay in your lane and you need to hire somebody like Lindsay, right? To be able to come in and have real conversations with your clients, which are going to make them stickier relationships. You're going to bring in more assets. You're going to retain more assets, but most importantly, your clients are going to be so thankful for that conversation. Lindsay, if somebody wants to reach out to you, who should reach out to you and where should they go?
1: Any teams that are looking to take on this idea of life planning in their practice, if you're looking to build it out for yourself, but you need a little bit of direction, or if you're looking to bring in a fractional life coach, those are the teams that should really be reaching out. And they need to be ready to invest not just money, but time into this process. And I will be there with you every step of the way. Um, reach out to us through our website, ourcoachinginitiative.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, I'm pretty available there as well. So, reach out to us and we can schedule a call to see if this is a good fit.
0: Fantastic, Lindsay. I want to thank you very much for what you do, and of course, who you do it for. And I also want to just thank you because I think you're really freaking cool. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: All right, everybody. Listen, you really need to follow Lindsay on LinkedIn specifically, she's always posting wonderful stuff. And just wonderfully insightful. And then ourcoachinginitiative.com. Please make sure that you go there to find out more about how you can implement this into your practice. When you really look at the landscape of what's going on and this humongous wealth transfer that's about to happen, the largest wealth transfer in the history of histories, right? Other generations, even though that nobody ever seems to talk about my generation X, but especially millennials and Gen Z, they want different stuff than their grandparents did. And if you are the person who makes that conversation happy, they are going to be fiercely loyal. We talk all the time on this podcast, moving people from skeptics to fans. What Lindsay does is makes fans out of your clients by offering something that you don't offer. And most of the time shouldn't, you shouldn't do it yourself. You really should bring in a ringer to do it. And Lindsay's that ringer. All right. So for Lindsay and everybody here at Proudmouth, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.